Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in the fancy Feral Audio Studios with some very fancy guests. They are the editors of Reductress, Beth Newell and Sarah Papalardo. Hello. Hello. We just talked about how to pronounce your names, and Beth, I think I said yours overly fancy. I mean, I like it. It's good. <laughs> but I but I did it wrong, though, right? I mean, I normally say Newell, Newell. but Newell is beautiful. I, I think, think it's, I, it's the new correct. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just like any sort of name pronunciation where it feels like a hand gesture should go with it. Mm-hmm. And Newell feels like it should be just very, very fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, business partner, Beth Newell. <laughs> I'm going to start going by Elizabeth. <laughs> yes. Elizabeth Newell. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for uh, being here and enduring my uh, problems with your names and my desire to make them overly fancy. Can you tell people listening a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, we are the co-founders and editors of Reductress, a satirical women's magazine. Uh, That's it. No. Um, yeah, we are both humans who live in New York, um, who met uh, doing sketch comedy at the Magnet Theater, and uh, we started Reductress about three years ago, so we've been just, like, kicking it since then. <laughs> yeah, and Reductress yeah. is great. I, I absolutely love it. It's hilarious. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, so, and you guys feel like you're, you're obviously, like, really happy with the transition from doing, like, more live performance to putting the comedy on the internet? where you don't necessarily have to put on pants and go somewhere. <laughs> I think so. There's more control, I guess. In- <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we still do uh, live shows and stuff like that. So there's still like a balance of like going out and interacting with the world. But uh, but it's it's good to have replaced a day job with um, this. Yeah. During yeah. the day. It's like an actual funny, meaningful thing. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so for full honesty's sake, for the audience listening, when Sarah and Beth uh, and I were first talking about you guys coming here and doing this, it was we were going to record in October. And I was like, please, give me a give me a creepy, spooky obsession. <laughs> and you guys were like, witches. So it's not October anymore, but we're still going to talk about witches. We're still spooky. Our, yeah, our <laughs> obsession hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, so I want to get uh, started talking about witches then. And I didn't really ask you guys ahead, so I could be surprised. What is, there's so much to think about when you talk about witches. Sometimes, like, you ask people their obsession, they're like, I like soccer. Like, well, everybody knows what soccer is. That's an agreed upon thing. But witches is is wide open. So what does witches mean to you guys? Uh, Yeah, it's... I think we're kind of, we have sort of a similar feeling of like there's so much there like it's not like any one thing but I think for me like the thing I love about witches whether it's like a fictional portrayal of witches or like the actual idea of practicing witchcraft is like the idea of like female empowerment and like seeing women in a role that is like not necessarily cheerful and sweet I guess right. Yeah, for me, it's been a a fascination with the historical aspect of women kind of historically not having power in a kind of a patriarchal world. And witchcraft was one of many ways that women sought power within the home that they were kind of relegated to for a very long time. So it was like it's just part of this incredibly bizarre story of how we suppress female power over the centuries and okay yeah cool that i mean from the outside that makes sense to me that you guys would like it because there there are rhythms of what reductress is 
you guys take a complex approach on the idea of of what being a woman is in yeah. in Reductress, and I feel like witches are a pretty great example of complexity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like what's interesting for me, like just like looking back at my childhood, and I think like before I ever like knew about feminism or like articulated any idea of like wanting to be a feminist, I think things like witches always really appealed to me. Just I think for that inherent nature of like women being powerful. Yeah. And right now it's just really cool to be a witch in Bushwick. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's um. They're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so is it uh, entirely a pop culture thing, like witches in pop culture, or is there in, uh, are either of you Wiccan? Do you have Wiccan friends? Is that Or is that a whole separate thing to you? Uh, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself there. I do not practice any kind of witchcraft. Like, I simply, I don't have time for another worldview <laughs> um, imposed upon me. But, like, I, I, I have always been super into the historical aspect of it. And, um, yeah, just, like, spent a lot of time thinking about it in college. And I'm, like, super interested in, to see how the, like, witchcraft and, and Wicca is going to be revived during this new preg- uh, presidency that we're dealing with yeah. um, that we'd spawned. Yeah, I don't um, really practice any form of witchcraft, um, but I do, I am like fascinated with the practice of it and like just the idea of like any practice that you sort of like that historically has had to be kept hidden. Like I'm so curious about all the details of it and I don't know. Right. Like you want to know why it was hidden if there's if it was just hidden out of uh, paranoia or uh, the patriarchy being controlling or if it was something more to it? Yeah, I mean, I assume it has a lot to do with the patriarchy uh, <laughs> being terrifying. Uh, and, like, not being burned to death, I think, was a good reason to keep it hidden. True. Yeah. Good, I'm good just, historical I'm like, perspective, yes, for sure. Thank you, thank you. I'm very fascinated with all of the ways that, like, women claim their power, both, like, small and large. You, I think you both said you got attracted to the idea of witches at an early age. So I'd be, I would love to hear, like, if you have memories of the first time you're like, hey, a witch, that's a cool thing. I want to learn more about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we should qualify that we both grew up in New England. So okay. and Beth was like extremely way closer to Salem than I was. But yeah, I grew up pretty close to Salem. So I guess Halloween is like a little bit bigger of a deal in Massachusetts. I had a neighbor across the street who was like a little older than my parents. And she was she was like always out in her front yard gardening and stuff and always like did like excessive Halloween decorations, okay. like strobe lights and like fake gravestones and uh, you know, like a witch standing over a cauldron and like, you know, like I th- I think some years she would even get like dry ice or something to like create fog and like she just went all out and she was a witch for Halloween every single year and loved witches and uh, I found it inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> she was like one of my favorite people. So. Did you ever go to her and say, uh, I am interested, I'd like to sign up for your newsletter, I want to know more about this witch stuff? <laughs> well, like, if I had known to ask, I guess I would have asked her, like, if witchcraft appealed to her on, like, a literal level or, like, what the deal was there. But, like, I think she was just interacting with it on, like, a more superficial basis. Like, she was also very into, like, crafting and dolls and, like, <laughs> she was just this, like, kooky lady that did all these seemingly fun things. When you say your neighbor is into dolls, how did you become aware of that? Did she have them like strung up in her yard? I mean, so she would take like craft classes, I think, and like she did a lot of crafting on her own. Like she had a little like, she had a little like shed in the backyard where she could like 
put things together, like make <laughs> like make wreaths and stuff. And she, I think, took a class on like making dolls, basically, where okay. you like you get the like plain porcelain and then you like paint on their features and like their lips and yeah. stuff and then like get them clothed. I don't know. This is sounding like the best neighbor ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, she she was great. Uh, so Sarah. Um, did you have a similar experience or a different experience where witches popped into your world? Um, I mean, I remember going to Salem as a kid and getting the kind of like pop, like, it, I mean, it's because on a certain days in Salem, it feels like a witch themed Disney world. Okay. Because everyone's just like capitalizing on it and just like selling stuff. I was going to ask about like, that. It's totally embraced. It's not yeah. like some horrible, awful things happened here. It's no, just like, hey, tourism town, witches, yeah. yay, yeah, burning. Exactly. I mean, there's a witch museum there that's really something to see. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of like, it's kind of just like a big room, like Hall of Presidents style, where like you watch a presentation where like a light shines on a different part of the room, and then these semi like animatronic statues. I think a lot of them don't move, but you just hear like an audio recording of like the events of the Salem witch trials and like the last one is like I think it's Giles Corey is this guy who got like crushed to death for being a witch oh really and so you just see a light shined on this like statue man who's like being like crushed in this like vice like device um with like rocks thrown on top of it and the the audio recording is just like one of those bad um like things you would see at a theme park he's like oh oh, oh. oh that really takes you there so it's like the you witch like... version of the wilhelm scream uh, yeah oh, oh. i highly recommend it it's okay. really good that helps set the the stage for me to know that 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 they embrace it so yeah. you're you're visiting this area and you're becoming enamored of witches yeah and i never i never got to go to the museum but, uh, but no yeah. i mean there is just this like total em- embrace of this like kind of rewriting of witches is like ooh, it's like fun and spooky but growing up in new england is always so weird in that like there is still this like stodginess and conservatism that is like a very particular brand of it right. that comes from like the puritan background like even like when we were kids you couldn't even like buy beer in Massachusetts on Sunday. Like, there were still, like, blue laws that existed from, like, hundreds of years before. And And colonial time, I feel, is referenced a lot more often there, like, in your education, like, around Thanksgiving. And, like, it's just very present in your mind of, like, the... This stuff happened here. You're, like, you're, like, literally not allowed to, like, be from Massachusetts and not be aware that, like, we started it all, even though it's, like, not true. Like, you find out later that there was a colony down in Virginia, but they're like, no, Plymouth Rock. Yeah. This is where it all happened. They'll, like, reenact the Battle of Lexington and Concord. Like, it's just all this stuff always. But, I mean, like, (laughs) it all stemmed from this, like, weirdo Puritan culture that just, like, ended up burning a bunch of people like like they everything in Massachusetts like they they present this world like oh the Puritans were the best ever um, because we weren't eating people like down in the Jamestown (laughs) colony Uh, we were burning people but it's like exactly that like weird like insular mindset that like led to people being like oh those 12 year old girls are just acting up a little too much like they might be going a little crazy over these stressful circumstances we're all under let's burn them and yeah. that'll fix also, this. I think a big part of New England is like the Puritans picked a bad place to settle. Like it's not a good place to try to live if you're just like 
a family like in a log cabin or whatever they started out you know like it's the soil is super rocky like you can't grow much so you have to like save a ton of food over the winter the winters are horrible you know like it's just a bad idea that they had and then out of stubbornness really stuck to it and so So typical this is is like very much the new england attitude like life is hard deal with it don't try to make it better just take pride in dealing like yeah <laughs> yes. no that makes a lot of sense i'm from uh, minnesota and uh-huh. a lot of the early settlers of minnesota had that background yeah so like historians in minnesota will often say like well you got all this fun stuff but then you can you can sense the puritanism yeah um, mm-hmm. in like early newspapers just lie to the east coast about the minnesota winters <laughs> like, cause they're, they're, the newspapers are just advertisements to come move out here and like, it's so bracing and healthy. You'll be a very robust person if you can enjoy Minnesota. And then you look up and it's like, it was negative 20 that day, motherfucker. You wrote that? <laughs> You're just lying to people. Um, so you're surrounded by it always. But was there any one which epiphany moment for you, Sarah? I didn't have one when I was a child. I don't. I don't. I don't think there was like really one moment. I just read a lot about it when okay. I was in college. So I had like I had this like boring academic route to actually learning <laughs> what that weird pop culture version of it that I got in Salem was, and that like uh, the whole culture that I grew up in was like the cause of this like weird regulation of women's behavior and just and everything. So okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Have you come around to enjoying the pop culture side of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, like, it's super fun and, like, it's just, like, fun. Because, like, I don't know why anyone practices witchcraft other than to, like, feel better. Like, that's, like, really, I think, pretty much the point of it, right? So, like, any kind of pop culture representations are just pretty, like, fun. Do you guys have a favorite representation of witches in pop culture, either because they're fun or because they best exemplify a person taking their power? I liked all the witch movies growing up. I think, like, um, this is not an accurate representation at all, but I love Hocus Pocus. Uh, I loved The Craft when I was in high school. I loved the movie The Witches, although that one scared me a a little bit more. The pop culture thing appeals to me just because, again, it's like, it's kind of like the female Ghostbusters movie. It's like one of the few times you get to see women like doing anything in pop culture in a powerful way, whether it's for good or bad. You're just like seeing strong women. And they're working together almost always in all these movies, right? Yeah, a lot of times. And having a relationship among women. Right. It's like even when they're pure evil, you're like, oh, I got to see those two women talk about like eating children you know like just like... <laughs> but at least it passed the Bechdel test yeah, right? like, yeah just... like at least they weren't just trying to please a man you know yeah they're just trying to eat children yeah. just talking um, about stuff yeah but as far as like the actual practicing of witchcraft goes I think I think it has a lot to do with that idea of like manifesting um I'm not sure if you're familiar with like law of attraction stuff sort of like the book The Secret, like the idea okay. that you put out there into the world your desire and that helps draw it to you. Okay. And I think witchcraft is like based a lot on that, based on my like very surface understanding of witchcraft. And these are just like, when you say witchcraft, you, you mean like just the actual like rites and bits of worship that Wiccans are doing as part of their religion. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's like, It's ritual, too, you know, like they follow like the cycles of the moon and the seasons and the harvest. And so it like, you know, like any other religion, it gives you like a comforting uh, ritual to follow and like a hope that 
the things that you're doing will like bring forth your desires and right yeah <laughs> hoping for the best in a very elaborate specific way yeah 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 but i don't think it's any more elaborate or specific than a lot of other religion i don't know no. Yeah. No, not, not at all. Not <laughs> yeah, compared yeah. to other religions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, that's if, my bias on religion. If you dig down to anything, like, I try to be respectful of all religions, but yeah. to me, if you dig down to any ritual, they start to sound really weird. Like, Yeah. Well, I think, here's the thing. I think with a lot of religions that we're not familiar with, including witchcraft, it's like, when we're not a part of them, we, like, literalize them and assume this interpretation of them that's like very literal and I'm not saying some of the people who practice it aren't doing like a literal version but like not every Christian has like an evangelical like letter to the law understanding of Christianity and I don't think a lot of witches are like I light this candle and then everything happens you know what I mean like I don't think they like think like magic magical things are necessarily going to like happen immediately right a ritual is a ritual yeah you know (laughs) and we have different interpretations of that we have ones that we have decided because it's a prominent religion this is a perfectly normal religion and then ones we don't know about or understand as much of like you got the goats and the candles and like (laughs) no it's just a ritual but it's like I think it's like the way people were talking about yoga like 20 years ago like like, those idiot magical thinkers who like think that they had a chant or you know like that like weird understanding everyone had of yoga yeah uh, when you'd have like characters like Phoebe on Friends, and everyone was like New Agey, blah blah blah, and now it's like everyone does yoga because like, it works. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's just like a good practice, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, like stretch your body a little bit, try like, to be calm. You yeah, weirdo. Like, it's not right, like this is the thing that makes you feel good. It's fine. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any particular favorites in pop culture? You know, this is this is out there. It's pretty crazy. But I was just thinking of all these '90s movies. I was thinking of fried green tomatoes and like this bizarre, I know, like, hold on to it for a second. (laughs) But um, first of all, I mean, it was one of the like gayest movies of the 90s that nobody even like really paid attention to unless you were paying attention. Did they ever acknowledge that they were gay in that movie? No, they never do. Okay, but it's like heavily implied. Right. But you remember um, Kathy Bates' character like renames herself in this way that completely changes her personality. And we were listening to this podcast on like which on witchcraft and about like choosing your witch your like witchy name. Oh, and like, you can okay. have and like I mean it totally reminds me of like even just like the black Muslim like movement of like taking your new name and like getting rid of your slave name and like the way that like you you choose this new name. I think she was like I'm Tawanda and then just like <laughs> I don't know rear end somebody and just like takes on this whole new personality. Yeah, that I was just yeah. like, oh, this is exactly what all those other movies are trying to, like, get to. But. Yeah. But I think that's, like, one of my big takeaways is, like, what is empowering for one person is not necessarily empowering for another. So it's, okay. like, just a waste of time to judge, like, the form of how someone does that for themselves, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I have not seen fried green tomatoes in a very long time. Is no. there actual uh, no. witches? Not, it's just the not, spirit of... I'm going, I'm going on a left field there because I was like, basically like Hocus Pocus and the craft and the witches were our only like three movies growing up that really, you know, like other yeah. than like, you know... Um, I mean, in an, another non-witch direction, we had like A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so these are these are, these are are our witchy movies that were not inherently witchy, but if you look into it, they're yeah, exceptionally you witchy. You can sense the witchiness. Yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I totally understand where you guys are coming from with the more empowering view of witches, but, uh, but they are like a staple pop culture-wise of Halloween, of creepy, mm-hmm. um, and certainly plenty of horror movies. 
Because female power is scary. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask a couple, uh, at least one question about that, which is if you guys were going to the woods, like you were camping, uh, I, I don't know if you're camping people, and somebody said it, it is haunted by witches, how would you, would that be a happy thing? Like, great, I want to meet a witch. Are you susceptible to the sort of paranoia, the fear of like, there is something, there's an unknown malignant force out there? I, I just I guess I don't believe in witches in that sense. Like I <laughs> Yeah, I think that's kinda where like pop culture ran away with the narrative is that like I don't think witchcraft was ever about haunting anyone. It was yeah. really just about like using energy and like nature to, you know, help control like your own space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so that's just kinda where it like I wouldn't believe it because it's like not even something that yeah, it's just like I mean, I in think the imagination just, of yeah. other people. It's just one of those patriarchal ways that like men depict anything women do. I yeah. think I'm sure there was someone practicing witchcraft for like negative beings, and probably still is. But well, like, there's I like voodoo and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but it's not like I don't think that's their end goal. Most of the time, they're just trying to pursue their own happiness. So the idea that like there are these like bad witches out there just like trying to do bad, like. <laughs> I, I like even actual witches I've heard about like in the news recently who were like trying to cast negative spells was like there was witches trying to put a curse on Brock Turner after the Brock Turner <laughs> rape case and that still is like they're just trying to fight the patriarchy like, yeah. you know like that's not them like just being evil you yeah, know that's right it's not yeah. just them like sitting in the woods and some innocent person wanders in and they're like all <laughs> hocus pocus like no yeah proactive yeah like they get i don't know it's like witches got a bad rap like why is it that all of a sudden like witches are somehow among like werewolves vampires and like other completely mythical creatures and i just think it's that the fear that like women doing magic could lead to something bad like that fear overrides any sort of basis in reality that there is about witches yeah, like I know. I think that makes sense because I think a, a lot of these classic monsters grow out of usually, particularly like uh, European traditions of things we're afraid of, of like the animal inside, or we're afraid of if you're a vampire, you're afraid of dying, you want to suck away someone's youth. And then witches are just like, and then what if you were a woman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scary. What if you're a woman who like had an opinion? Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think there's a tendency to just like any interest that is like more of a female thing than a male thing gets labeled in a weird way like for like for some reason people hate astrology like they'll like make fun of it all the time like and like I'm not saying you have to believe in astrology or whatever but it's like such a harmless thing and like guys watch sports all the time all day and it's not like sports have like a purpose do you know what I mean like it's like <laughs> why why all the hate for something like astrology? Right. You know? And I mean, with the Cubs recently, there was the whole goat curse, which is a mm. pretty, you know, they're kind of stepping into the witch territory to be afraid of a goat-based curse. Right. Like, if a man has a belief like that, people are like, oh, well, whatever. It's harmless fun or, you know, but yeah. like when a woman does, they're like, she's crazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of these things are just like traditions women pass down of like, noticing that certain herbs would, like, help a sore throat or something. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, like, doing anything super crazy. It's just, like, there wasn't always, like, an established knowledge around certain things. So people right. just had to hand down whatever tradition worked for them. And then that sort of gets, like, mischaracterized along the way. Yeah. And I'm, like, I mean, I, so, like, I have two children and I've worked with midwives and doulas for both of my births. And it's, like, that's a tra tradition of women just, like, 
sharing knowledge about like how birth goes and like doing it in a non male dominated way. And I think like people are terrified of that because like they're like male doctors came in and they were like, no, this is the way that birth should go. And like, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about that, obviously. Yeah, no, understandably. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm not, I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. I'm just saying, like, don't yeah. be so skeptical of, like, the female traditions. Or, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that with – I was kind of trying to make a list for myself and think through, like, witches in pop culture. And, like, Blair Witch Project is one of the big movies that popped into my mind. And I realized even with that, it is just totally the fear of the unknown. We never know anything about the Blair Witch's agenda or – feelings it's just some doofuses getting her way right, <laughs> like, right yeah and then maybe she does maybe maybe she's mad at them for littering for throwing the map in the river who knows but like <laughs> yeah. it is such as even that which is in in theory a negative portrayal of the the you know unknowing horrible thing is still there's still there isn't really any perspective about what's what's bad about the Blair Witch we don't know anything <laughs> yeah and like is it really a witch or is this like a ghost story like I always thought that was just like a ghost story yeah it was you know whatever for what it's worth yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> on a little bit more superficial note uh going to the pop culture witch if you could have any of the like stereotypical sort of witch gear like the your neighbor's lawn was decked out with uh like a broomstick or a cauldron or mm-hmm. a wand or any of this sort of paraphernalia of a witch what would actually be fun to have oh broomstick all the way yeah <laughs> oh, I'd fly i'd fly around on that that thing. Like, I mean, you know, a wand cool. seems pretty cool. Maybe that's like my vindictive <laughs> spirit, but like just to wield that power. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet wand. <laughs> Would you want to have a wand even if it wasn't actually like spells, but it just made you feel like you had spells? Like to like, me, it's uh, comfort wand. 100%. <laughs> I, one time I. Comfort I think, wand. <laughs> one time when I was living in Brooklyn, I think I like found a stick in the park that was just like a nice stick. And I remember like taking it, <laughs> taking it home so with my my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband and like keeping it for a while and like referring to it as my wand <laughs> like I didn't really do much with it but it's like just sort of comforting like I don't know if you've ever done something where you like have to get a lot of writing done so you, like you'll be like I need this snack or like I've like put a hat on and been like this is my writing hat you know oh, yeah. and I'm gonna like get this done today so it's like nice to have little like tokens yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting pretty excited about the wand idea. I'm just giving myself some empowerment in my own life. I'll I'll be astral projecting, riding on a broom tonight. (laughs) Uh, Now, if you could ride the broomstick or Mm -hmm. anything else, have the same power of the broomstick for transportation, is the broomstick the best? Or if you could ride some any other (laughs) stick like household object, would a mop be better? Would a stick from the yard be better? Or is, is there is there actual magic in the broomstick itself? Ooh, um, I think going to like the actual witch tradition, I think there's something about like a broom that's like they're not using like a big long broom like we would sweep our floor with, but just like a very small thing. And it's like I think it has something to do with like how they used to have to sweep the hearth all the time when they were like making fires. Okay. I think then the power of it is supposed to reference the hearth or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact symbolism. But uh, anyway, yeah. back to the actual question. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, I I do think having an actual broom is way cooler and scarier if you were like to fly by someone. I mean, I'd like something with a little more stability, but like, <laughs> it's, I'll, I'll take it. Like a Harry Potter broom that's like, yeah. decked out. Yeah, like an athletic broom. <laughs> <laughs> like it's got some branding on it. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. a branded broom, basically. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a, a part of the, the story of witches is that story of the old knowledge and like, the old ways. Do you feel? I I think you've kind of already answered this. Do you 
do you feel like that is empowering to have such a connection of the the idea of old knowledge? Or do you think sometimes that doesn't feel empowering because it's not about being in the now? I think it's empowering. I think, like, for me, it just feels, like, under-respected in our society because I think there's a lot of truth to a lot of it. And, like, the reason you don't see studies about how, like, lavender oil affects people is because a drug company can't patent lavender oil. Like, anyone can distill the oils down. So that's why you're not going to see a drug company throw, like, millions of dollars behind a study for that, and we're never going to like really know if it's like a good remedy. You know what I mean? I just think there's a lot there. Like I think some researchers recently in England, like these two women, um, they were looking at like really old texts of like remedies and they found one that was like, uh, I forget. It, It had really weird ingredients of like, like mushrooms or like cow stomach or something. But like they tried this like potion or whatever that was like a remedy for, it was like a antibacterial or like, um, like to fight like viruses and stuff, like, yeah. stu- like stuff we really need. And they did this and then they tested it and it worked. Wow. And it's like not necessarily, I don't know if you could mass produce that, like yeah. what they did, but it's like, I just don't think we should discount this stuff because it seems like this like spooky, like uh, superstition. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, as much as like, I live and accept the real world as it is. I think it's good to have just a healthy acknowledgement that, like, everything we live in is a construct to yeah. an extent. And that, like, we've been in, like, roughly a thousand years of, like, Judeo-Christian patriarchal living. And that, how that kind of, like, just feeds into everything we do in life and just what the role of men are and where what the role of women are in the house and whatnot. And that... Maybe like a thousand or two thousand years ago, these kind of like pagan matriarchal traditions weren't weird. They actually were pretty normal. Right. Um, and we just happened to be born in a time when they're just freaking out there. So I, for me, it's just more of like a healthy acknowledgement that like normal is is always a matter of opinion to a degree. Yeah. And that uh, these are things that could come back again for better or for worse. I think that's an awesome perspective. That helps me because I... I think I have a very romantic attachment to the idea of, like, the ancient, you know, and the the old books that are musty and, you know, they know things. So to have a more, like, healthy historical perspective to that, because I think I have a sort of romantic bias, too. I want to believe that there are the secret old ways, but I think that's from being myself being sort of a a pop culture uh, obsessive. Yeah. Like, another thing that fascinates me is, like, you know, you see all these people using crystals these days and everyone's like, they're crazy. Why are they using crystals? But, like, we also have crystals in our cell phone because crystals do, like, change energy and, like, do things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just think you have to ask yourself, like, is there actually no science to it? Or is that is it the fact that we haven't, like, discovered the science behind it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very fascinated with that right now because there's there's a huge upset in Star Wars world. Oh, because lightsabers are activated by kyber crystals, and there was a new book that came out uh, starring one of the main feminist stars of Star Wars right now, a character named Ahsoka Tano, and she took a bad guy's lightsaber, and then when she used her his crystal, it changed colors Ooh. to a good color. <gasps> wow. So. I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot more uh, discussion of crystals among Star Wars weirdos <laughs> like so myself. Are, and their why validity. are they upset about it? Because she no one it's no one's upset about it. Oh, it's they're just, just like it's whoa. New. One of the reasons I like Star Wars is that it is strangely reflected of the of the real world in that it is uh, so based on generational and what was valuable in the past and cycles repeating themselves. Yeah. Uh, so 
any time that you introduce something new to the canon that really changes your fundamental understanding, then you can watch people process it in the same way that they process things in the real world. But it's a safer discussion because it's about Star Wars. Nobody's actually going to murder each other over it. (laughs) But they're going to get really passionate and they're going to want to know the truth. Right. You know. Ooh. So, like, is there is it clear whether it's because she's good or because she's a woman or does it matter? Is that just like are people asking that? Uh, No, I don't think the conversation has got to that depth. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the story is very much about empowerment. Okay. And it's about her empowerment, and it is that she she takes the crystal from the bad guy and she uses it to make her own new lightsabers, and they're a surprise color that they've never been before because she has a different relationship to the crystal. And it's yeah, it it's. I love it because it's like this silly, ridiculous Star Wars lightsabers crystals, <laughs> but it also has like those reflections in the real world. Um, speaking of reflections in the real world, uh, here's my final question for this segment of the podcast: If you could, if you guys could cast like a spell, like an actual spell, not like a practical ritual that people are doing for practical reasons, but an actual magic spell, what kind of magic spell would you want to be able to cast? Oh my gosh. Uh... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, what spe- what specifically uh, would you want to be able to do about the horrific Trump situation? I mean, this might be a little bit trite, but I would probably cast a spell on him to be unable to speak any words other than "I am a huge pussy" <laughs> over and over again. Um, just see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. if he could just like break down crying in front of all of us and like apologize for everything. Oh yeah. Part of me wants to make him disappear, but I don't want to like erase the history of what we've endured. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I like. Uh, yeah, I right. don't know. Like, show us the true, deep, vulnerable part of your damaged soul so we yeah. can all, like, see it and hear it. I am so curious, like, what he actually thinks and believes, like, because we can't seem to figure it out. He states every differing opinion on every subject. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think all podcasts will be half podcasts about Donald Trump in this it's period true. of time. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I watched a special a couple of weeks before the election on CNN that was really, it was this strange sort of origin story that walked through him. It was like, his daddy told him that winning was the most important. Mm-hmm. And that helped me understand a little bit of that just, he seems to get away with, I will say whatever I have to, to think that I'm winning in the moment. Yeah. And then if I have to say another thing next time, as long as I'm winning, that's all. Like, well, Yeah, that's... That, the Frontline documentary was really fascinating about him and terrifying. Okay. Yeah. So th- I think those are great, great spell answers to have him say, I'm a huge pussy, <laughs> and break down sobbing and talk about his feelings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An excellent use of your power. Hey guys, it's Obsessed co-producer Sarah Meyer um, out on the streets of Burbank, of all places, uh, trying to find out what people on the street think about witches. When I say the word witch, what do you think of? Somebody mean and ready to kill somebody. <laughs> I have no idea about witch. I don't believe in witch. What do you think when you hear the word witches? Unitarians. I've known some Wiccan people because I go to a Unitarian camp, so they're really more into nature, I think, than Halloween witches, which is, you know, what people think of usually. Yeah, the stereotype. I just finished a book about witches by Nora Roberts. What were the witches like in the book? It was a man. The witch was a man. Um, If you could cast any spell to do anything you want. To make me to live until I'm 100. 
I don't think you'll have a problem with that. I ho I'm getting near there. Yeah. <laughs> if you could cast a spell or you know put a curse on somebody, what would it be? A cat. Pocus, pocus, pinky pock, make you a little cat, pinky cock. <laughs> if you could ride a broomstick to fly around, would you? If it'll take me around the world. Yeah, maybe it would. Absolutely. <laughs> what other household object would be good to travel on? Probably a vacuum. Vacuum would be good. Would you clean at the same time? No, I don't, I don't clean. No. <laughs> I don't do well at it. <laughs> what do you think of witches? I think they come out on Halloween. Yeah. Have you ever dressed up as a witch for Halloween? I did one. Can you tell me about your costume? There was a witch's broom, and my sister was a cat, and he was my cat. Were you, were you the cat? Yeah. What does a cat say? Meow. What does a witch's cat say? Uh, meow. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are questions uh, or variations of them that I ask everybody across all the podcasts, and I will warn you, some of them are weird. Ooh. So the first question is, do you think about witches every day? No, I don't think so. Nope. No. So what makes you think of witches? <coughs> Is it just seeing it or seeing something in pop culture? or It's any time I see a woman uh, subvert the norm and find power in something unusual that other people might fear. Okay. Which is kind of every day. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, yeah. cool. So in a sort of a fried green tomatoes level of Precisely. witches, you, you think about it every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. How about you? Um, I do follow an Instagram account called uh, The Hood Witch, and it's like a New York-based uh, witch, I think. Or it might be actually more than one witch. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, I guess stuff like that makes me think of it. I'm, you know, like vague new agey stuff that I follow online. Okay. Cool. Have you guys ever had a dream about witches? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one time I had a dream, this, and this is weird, because for some reason I have this like recurring dream where like all the old people in my life are really short. Isn't that weird? The so I had, yeah. Like, old, like elderly people? Like grandparents. Okay. They're really short for some reason. And I had, I, one time I had a dream where there were just a bunch of like old witches that were really like short. And like... Just like <laughs> fucking around like children is really weird. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. Have fun with that one. So it's not just that they're short; it's that their behavior is also childlike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd they're still to, old and like they still look old, but they're short and childlike. It feels like that's your subconscious trying to process that they're like not authority figures or something. Like, I think so. Like that they don't have authority over you. I think. I think so. Maybe. And it's something so, about old age and losing power and so fast. Like returning back to, like having someone responsible for you. But I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. has to do with witches. That might have just been some weird, like, whatever I, the last thing I watched on TV was combined oh, with yeah. whatever. That's so funny. I wish when we got older, we, it was a full return to childhood, like, yeah. where we, like, <clears throat> played with toys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you? Have you ever had any dreams about witches or witchcraft? I don't think so. I can't. Nothing is coming to mind. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question is, when someone walks into your home, are they able to tell you're obsessed with witches? No, I guess not. I mean, here's the thing. that I keep all my obsessions very quiet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I like to, like, yeah. 
I don't I don't know. It's just such like a it's, a, it's weird. So I, I I keep them all just like. Is your home like an Apple store? Like just. Yeah, it's actually glass windows. <laughs> no, it's just like yeah, but I don't think you can like read a lot from from like my home about like what I'm into. It's really? more like maybe on the bookshelf, maybe in like search history or something, or like what I've watched on TV, but. Not really in the home. Okay. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I do think I have like a book of spells on my shelf that I've like very rarely ever cracked open. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but someone would have to like walk in and look around and study to detect that you like witches. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. not super. Apparent. How about for for your house? Can is there any other obvious obsession when you somebody just walks into your home? I think my obvious obsession is like the ocean or like ocean related things. I have like several pieces of whale art and like uh I have a shelf that's made out of driftwood. So that's pretty prominent. And I have a lot of like old bottles. Okay. Yeah. It's like she just wants to go to the sea. <laughs> I do. I do want to feel like I'm like by the sea a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So I'm fascinated by this obsessionless home. Do you, <laughs> do you mind describing it a little bit? Does, I, it, does it feel homey to you? Yeah, I mean it. It does, but I mean I think part of it's like I moved in with my girlfriend like a year ago, so okay. it's definitely she's lived there for like ten years. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like I haven't really had like a lot of opportunity to like make it my own in the sense that we're like oh we're like gonna repaint and like make okay. it that so like even all my books are kind of like still in boxes in a way and in storage <laughs> so it does it does feel kind of weird but just like weird like obsessions with like particular like sci-fi or cultural theory and all that stuff it's like mostly in the books mostly okay. in the books and so it is it does feel really weird to like have all that stuff in a box because I'm starting to almost forget what what I've been like really into <laughs> when I can't look at my bookshelf every day yeah so yeah it is a little weird but also we're just so busy that like I don't, yeah <laughs> I don't know if we have like time to relish in yeah things. If people heard this podcast and were fans of Reductress and, like, sent you guys some witch stuff, like action figures or whatever, like little baubles, would you display them? Or is that not the kind of oh, yeah. how you like Oh, it? no. I we think got a pretty, so. We've, we've got, like, a pretty, like, light witchy office. Okay. <laughs> it's more, it's, yeah. I yeah. mean, we have at least one crystal in the office. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. Yeah, I did bring a crystal into the office. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, balance the chi out. We have a windowless okay. office, so I felt like we needed, like, a... Thing. We tried to have a plant for a while. It's but too much. It's like obviously we're just slowly killing it. Yeah. Right. Um, so crystals yeah. are like plants you don't have to maintain. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. They bring a little bit of light, a little bit of energy and sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> is there a particular goal to the crystal? You said to balance the the chi. Is there? Yeah. Is that crystal supposed to be up to something in particular in your windowless office? Uh, I think it's selenite. I I went. I was wandering through my town and I found like a a feng shui type store and the woman there told me that it was like supposed to provide balance and harmony to like a room uh and and i was asking her about like offices in particular because i had been we we had been joking about kind of like getting a crystal for our office yeah uh and like or like just doing general things to like improve the vibe of our office because it's such a small windowless room and uh (laughs) So she was telling me that, and I was like, well, I guess it's meant to be. I'm going to buy this crystal. <laughs> nice. There it is. And do yeah. you feel like it's working? Does it, is it livening up the office? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. Too, too <laughs> many outside influences these days. It's yeah. just like, who knows what the baseline is Yeah. yeah. the Trump presidency. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, I think one thing that appealed to me about this particular crystal, for some reason, it's one of the crystals that you're not, like, 
you don't have to like cleanse and charge it. Okay. Which like you're uh, with a lot of crystals, you're supposed to like do that. Okay. This is a nice low maintenance yeah, crystal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the uh, succulent of crystals. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. I might like to get a succulent crystal. Um, <laughs> if you heard a stranger say an incorrect fact about witches, would you correct them? Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. There's so many misconceptions. It's right. like I could be correcting someone all day. <laughs> so exhausting, but so I will. You, so you have to pick and choose or... No, sure. I'll, I'll definitely correct them. Yeah. Would you ever make a day of it where you're like, I'm just going to go to Salem and correct people for eight Ooh, hours? That would be really fun. And I think educational for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I would make a lot of enemies. But like, you know, I mean, like, is it ironic to like mansplain witchcraft to people and like the history? I don't know. I, it would be weird to do to people in Salem because I would just <laughs> assume they have like their own access point to which, right. witches. They've like, decided. What, yeah. Like, what I don't want to just them. let them have their thing about it I yeah. guess yeah how about uh, just wandering around like you're visiting LA if you're wandering around LA and you just hear somebody say something grossly incorrect about witches yeah I don't yeah I don't know probably not I, just like <laughs> I get I the witches are so such a subjective topic like yeah. it's not like there's like an established fact like with politics like I know what Donald Trump didn't didn't do, but yeah. like with witches, it's like I don't know. Are they referring to movies? Are they like what are they referring yeah. to? Yeah. What if they said something just incorrect about the movie Hocus Pocus? Like that is not yeah. how that movie resolves. Uh, yeah, I would correct them. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good to know. Would you ever have a witches themed birthday party? Um. If I were to have a themed birthday party, then yes, I would. But I I haven't really done a theme. Yeah. I mean. That's like, yeah, it almost feels a little too cliche at this point. I don't know if, you, like, you know, Brooklyn kind of just got, like, the witch trend, like, really came in hard. Okay. And it's like, it's just, like, so over. Like, guys, just, like, it's just people are, like, doing it. Like, there's, I don't know. They're just, like, burning sage and just, like, doing all these things. But then they're, like, wearing black. And I'm like, you guys, like, people who were just, like, 10 years ago we're like playing tennis and like wearing J Crew and I'm just like this is just so so at least in Brooklyn I would I would be like no way guys like let's just respect this for what it is okay and cool. have a Harlem Globetrotter themed birthday party instead <laughs> is that an obsession of yours or do you just feel nope. like they need just feel more like attention? I just feel like they need more <laughs> themed parties <laughs> of this nature I am always changing these how obsessed are you questions to try to keep them fresh and try to find different ways to approach sort of getting a sense of how into things people are. And this birthday party one, I, I like, but I'm struggling with because a lot of people are just like, I'm an adult. I don't have a birthday yeah, party. Yeah. A themed just, birthday party. The, there's so many things that you're like, I'm not against, but like I have kids and I would never put the, have the energy to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like I just, <laughs> just like even basic things like just leaving the house to see a show. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm like, I would love to see that show, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to go out to see the live, the Broadway version of Hocus Pocus when they make that? Uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> would you, uh, it sounds like both of you are in a relationship, but if you were in a dating stage of your lives, would you break up with someone who hated witches? Would that be a deal breaker? That would be such a weird thing to hate. Like, yeah. What yeah. would you hate about I them? I might because I would worry what's lying underneath that. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you mean by that? Because, like, I guess it's just like the idea of a witch carries so much like weird baggage, and it's yeah. like different for yeah. everyone that it's like, why would you 
care that much to hate witches. Yeah, yeah it I, is. Yeah, it's weird. I do get very incensed by people who are like super judgmental of like any like new agey thing or like any belief in anything and like are like hardcore atheists. Like I have to tell everyone that atheism is right or whatever because it's just like it's so hypocritical. Like what who of us really knows what's real or fake? But like I just think like the idea that you need to like rail against anything is like really um, a turn off. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean, uh, unless the thing you're railing against is like actual injustice in the world, then it's like, w- calm down. You know, like <laughs> there's always some insecurity behind that that like requires some questioning. Yeah. If you're gonna hate something for yeah. no good reason. Right. When people just want to hate things to hate things. Yeah. Yeah. What if it was just like a sort of shitty Seinfeld episode where it was just like the person you were dating was just mildly disinterested in witches, and it was like more of a mystery. We we're like they seem like a really pleasant friendly, fun person, but then you're like, hey, I'm going to watch a witch movie. And they're just like, I'm going to leave then because witches aren't for me. I would prefer that that they just leave then. Then, like, like say bad things about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll just give them side eye and see how they do for the next few years. This is, this, like, is something that, like, causes actual tension in my relationship where, like, sometimes, like, obviously me and my husband don't see eye to eye on, like, all forms of entertainment. Yeah. So, like, if he just were to just, like, leave the room while I'm watching something, I'd be fine but it's it's when he stays and comments on it for the duration of an episode that you're like get the hell out of here like if you don't like it you don't like it i like it you know (laughs) yeah absolutely you should let people enjoy what they enjoy yeah does he what is it can i ask what he doesn't like um he doesn't it's funny because like i am i i get really tense by like violence and certain kinds of conflict on screen but he gets really tense about interpersonal conflict and like the like kind of made up drama of like reality TV and um uh yeah and I don't even watch a lot of reality TV but even if like say I'm into a comedic show that is like slightly not necessarily like prank based but like a daily show sort of segment that feels a little confrontational where like someone's not in on the joke that incenses my husband like he can't watch it because he feels so uncomfortable about the what's going on there okay yeah <laughs> interesting so and he comments then throughout does he just say like oh, oh, yeah does he make like, noises or does he yeah fully he's like oh this makes me so uncomfortable and sometimes it's like a joke that i love you know so uh-huh. it's like just get out of here you know like <laughs> he makes noises like yeah. the animatronic guy who gets crushed by yeah, rocks. he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh this is a second to last question it's a it's a weird one if there was a large bear blocking you from doing a witch-related activity, saying uh, you guys both seem to like want like to read, so if there's like a, a a witch book that you really were interested in, you wanted to have, but there was a bear in the way, would you try to get around the bear <laughs> to get to a witch book? No, no, I'd try to <laughs> befriend I the bear. I would, <laughs> like the fact that you're putting the bear there and like so fascinated by the bear, and my I think my instinct would be like, okay, like stay safe but also like I'd be so excited about uh, honestly like the, like the witchiest thing to do is just befriend the bear yeah and, like, honor the bear and respect the bear have you ever seen a bear like hiking or something yeah like it's like it's so it's scary but like thrilling it's great yeah like great freaking animal yeah yeah, I bears are very cool. Up close personal interactions with bears, which is I think part of the reason that I gravitate toward that question. Yeah, was it scary for you? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Because I did a commercial. I, I, I have a stand-up 
bit story about it. But basically, I did a commercial where these bears were supposed to be trained actors, but they're basically just bears that were used to being around humans. Mm -hmm. But there was nothing trained about them. They didn't want to do any of the things that bears were supposed to do. Uh, And long story short, we were trying to get the bear to look at me. The way the the controller guy got the bear to behave is by using gummy bears Mm -hmm. to direct the bears, which it it didn't work. It was just like bad parenting. It was just like rewarding the bears for poor behavior. Yeah. So it didn't work at all. But we needed the bear to look at me. So he's like, why don't you just put a gummy bear between your teeth, and then the bear will look at you. Oh, my God. And and I did. Uh, and the bear just ate, leaned in and basically kissed me and <gasps> ate oh. the gummy bear out of my mouth <laughs> repeatedly. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's horrifying. But, like, I mean, it, 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 like, gently did. Like, it didn't, like... Yeah, it didn't, like, paw you onto the ground. It did not maul me. The first time, it, it did gently graze and, and take the gummy bear out of my mouth. And uh, this was after a very long day, and I was really annoyed. Um, and we did this, like, three or four times. And uh, I still don't know exactly why, but, like, the fourth time, I, I pulled the gummy bear back into my mouth because it just, on some level, felt unfair that the bear was being rewarded <laughs> <laughs> with the gummy bear treat. And I felt like I, I should get it. And the bear did just, like, jam its tongue into my <laughs> mouth because it knew that a gummy bear was supposed to be there and it was just yeah so oh I that's so tender yeah. and loving so I feel like uh, your your idea of embracing the bear yeah I, I have done that so oh, it's beautiful yeah I tried to seriously <laughs> I had never really connected to that's why I'm asking people about bears because I have some issues to work <laughs> some through some bear issues <laughs> uh, bears are one of those animals like I know it, they're actually terrifying up close but I like I want to live in a world where I could just like cuddle up into their belly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It yeah. Was just like so that guy cozy. who got mauled in that Werner Herzog documentary. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. But I love that. I think that's a great answer for the how obsessed are you question of well, no, I would take some time mm-hmm. to get to know the bear, <laughs> cuddle really with it if it was allowed. Yeah. <laughs> then we'd read the witch book together. Uh, all right. This last question I warn you is odd. Uh, if you couldn't think about witches without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still think about witches? I don't know a lot of men, so I don't know if this is applicable. Uh, <laughs> I guess, like, if that opportunity was presented to me, it, it like, seems as though there's something more powerful about thinking about witches that is <laughs> worth fighting for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the fact that someone's presenting you with that scenario means there's, like, something they don't want you to have there that, like, you should have, wow. I guess. We're really fucking with your questions here. I know, it's Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, I love them. That's a great answer, though. That's like coming to a door of like has, like, 18 locks, and it's like, why does that door need 18 locks? Yeah. There must be something of value behind that door. And, like, I mean, I'm a woman, so pun- getting punched in the crotch, I would recover fairly quickly. Exactly. If my girlfriend got punched in the crotch, I'd be like, look, I'll make you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Let this one go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta sorry, think about witches. I'm sorry. So the the question is phrased, uh, you or someone you love. So are mm-hmm. you saying that in order for you to think about witches, you would uh, have your girlfriend take the punch? Oh, me too. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I'd take a punch in the crotch. <laughs> yeah, like I could take it. The worst yeah, things have but happened. You immediately went to the girlfriend scenario. Like that was I guess the I... comfortable option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's strong. She can take it. Yeah. So you guys obviously would. Uh, obviously, it is a super ridiculous question, but the spirit of it is trying to get to how far would you take your interest in a thing? And it sounds like you guys would would still be interested and find a way 
that the interest in witches is on a deeper level, mm-hmm. and you would find a way to get through almost any obstacle. Yeah. I've probably done more painful things for less reward. Yeah. You know? Like, just like wearing high heels to an event. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like not like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a super hard trade. No. Would that be a worthwhile uh, addition to my How Obsessed Are You questions? Like, if somebody came in and is like, I just really love the TV show Big Bang Theory, would it, would that be a legitimate question to say, would you wear high heels for 24 hours in order to be able to watch oh, the Big yeah. Bang Theory? That's a pretty good question. Like, even a better question would be, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you watch that show? But, yeah. But, like, even, like, if you ask someone, like, would you stand in high heels to watch this TV show? That's kind of like a, that would limit you to, like, a very high quality TV show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which is the goal of the question. So, yeah, I might add high heels. I, Thanks, guys. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you're not only subverting the questions, you're giving me new ones. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I asked people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What what, did, what noise would you make to sum up your obsession with witches? <laughs> you're like, ah! <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just love making that noise. No, it's great. Uh, it just feels so smug and unimportant after what's happened in the past two days. But yeah, I yeah. stand by my cackle. Yeah, yeah, those are those are great cackles. <laughs> and I, there's, I, I love the counterpoint of you guys. Obviously, have like lots of deep philosophical thoughts and relationships to with witches <laughs> in your noises. <laughs> uh, I have been rating people's obsession on a scale of one to seven. Uh, I'll say out of seven broomsticks. I think you guys are both at about a four of obsession. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that it is important to you. You think about it. It has certainly like effects on your lives. You guys like are, are both people who have, I think, a sort of um, more internal intellectual obsession. Exactly. Some people are like, I like this TV show or this movie or this band, and I'm, I'm desperate to find ways to manifest that in the physical world. So mm-hmm. I buy things in that. Uh, but it seems like your obsession is much more about uh, a life perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this before we came on the podcast, but I don't think either of us has that type of obsession that's like full bodied. Like, yeah. I have a hard time getting there with anything. Yeah. It's like it would be boring, but it would be like comedy. So it's like, yeah, what we're going to talk about. It's like, <laughs> we're clearly obsessed with comedy in that, like, we do it like yeah. 80 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But even like comedy shows that I love so much, I can't like. I'm not like the type of person who's gonna like memorize every actor's name and like you know what I mean. Right, you like, have no desire to win a trivia contest and exactly, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you feel good about a four? I feel yeah, good about a four. Yeah, I feel definitely. Good. Awesome. Well, we'll move on to the plugging then. Uh, you guys have a book that you want to tell people about? We do. Yes. It's called How to Win at Feminism. It's a satirical <laughs> take on the pop culture portrayal of feminism. Yeah, so it's a it's a, a manual on how to be a feminist from the point of view of a women's magazine that just discovered feminism. Oh, cool. Like this week. So, so obviously it's in the Reductress brand. Is it building off of stuff that you've published or is it entirely separate uh, from content that's been on the website? It's entirely new, but it is very much in the spirit of Reductress. And in the voice of her doctress. Cool, cool. And is it? It's out. It's already out, right? It is out. Excellent. Yeah. Is there anywhere in particular that you want people to buy it? Does it help you more if it's in uh, a specific website or anything like that? 
I mean, buy it at a store. Like, buy yeah. it. if you like have like feet, go walk to a store and buy it. And, yeah. Like, make friends with someone there. And tell even them if to they're stock a dick. it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Tell <laughs> them to like put it in a nice place. Like, you can buy it on Amazon or Burns and Nerbal Online, but. Yeah. <laughs> You know, whatever feels good. Yeah, and if there's a bear outside the bookstore, just make friends with him. Shake the bear's mm-hmm. hand. Give him a book. Give him like a <laughs> telepathic hello, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then give him a book. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so here's some quick business for the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter is at Obsessed Podcast. For info on my upcoming shows, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. There are two ways to support Obsessed. You can back us on Patreon and get exclusive bonus episodes every month. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all the podcasts on the Feral Audio Podcast Network by shopping through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and shop on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting us. So they could go to Amazon and buy your book. Yes. As well as buying it in person. Yeah. You should buy the book twice. Yeah. Once in real life and once on Amazon through our portal. You can get the audiobook version and the hard copy. You can conjure it up in the astral plane if you want to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Astrally project through yes. Amazon. So here are the final questions. I don't have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if you want. If you could burn a word or short phrase into the moon so everyone could see it, what word or short phrase would you want on the moon? <laughs> I don't know why my immediate reaction was just to say the word moon, <laughs> which is like the most hipstery tattoo. <laughs> type of thing. That's so ironic. Uh, I mean, mine would probably just be like, yes. <laughs> but that's that's going to look so dumb in 100 years. And people yeah. be like, where did that come from? It's so hard. It's yeah. so hard to come yeah. up with something. Uh, I like moon. Moon. I like moon. Just like makes you think, you know. It yeah, really does. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> it's very like Andy Warhol. Just like mm. label a thing what it is. Mm. Does that change what it is? That we know what it is? Yeah. I think it does. I also like yes. <laughs> it is just positive. Yes, Even moon. hundreds of years go by, that's just kind of a positive noise to make with your mouth. And you're yeah. like, you're bummed. But then the yes rock appears in the sky. Exactly. <laughs> like, 2016's hey. ohm. Uh, next question is, if you could have anything named after you, a street, a, like a theater, or a piece of legislation, anything, what would you want named after you? <sighs> a chair, like a really comfortable chair. <laughs> you know, like for the public, because like, I love naps. And whenever I'm out, I want to just, like, take a nap sometimes, just, like, in between things. And I'd like a really, like, like a public lounge chair. Just, like, yeah. one specific chair somewhere in Yeah, like in a park New bench York. in New York, like, right outside of Fort Greene Park. It'd be nice. Maybe inside it. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, I guess, like, a beach or a whale. <laughs> it's so funny if there's a whale with my full name. <laughs> not, it, not a whale in captivity, obviously. Right. No, no. Just, like, out there. Just a memorial. So a, just a, a free whale. The Elizabeth you know, Newell Memorial. Yeah, like whale. the ones that they're that the scientists are like tracking. Okay. I guess. You know, I'm sure they I think they name them. And yeah. they, they they like they have a book of photographs of the whales like tails. That's how they recognize okay. them. Uh, <laughs> like other this is more stuff I know just based on growing up in Massachusetts, I think. Like yeah. like too much about whales. Uh, I don't yeah. think that you can know too much about whales. <laughs> they can know too much about you. I yeah. wish I actually wish I knew more about whales. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, if anyone out there is naming whales, you know, <laughs> call me. Call, give me call, call me. You got my digits. <laughs> <laughs> the final question for everyone on the podcast is: What is happiness? Oh, 
been asking myself this every day. I think, uh, <laughs> Man. I think uh, happiness is um, being content with what you have. Yeah, I don't know. For me right now, I guess it's like ha- having purpose, like feeling like you have a purpose. Okay. I don't, like I don't think – obviously there's like the fleeting happiness of like rest and vacation, but like in terms of lasting happiness – I, you have to. I think you have to include the highs and the lows. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So for you, it's about being content with what you have. Yep. And for you, it's about being having a purpose moving forward. Yes. Okay. What if the purpose moving forward was being content somewhere in the future? <laughs> would that be happiness, or would that be weird? Yeah, I think if you're if you're like going after that in like a purposeful way, then yeah. 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 I do think happiness is, like, relative to, like, what you're enduring in that moment in your life, you know? Yeah. Like, for some, for people who have been severely depressed, it's, like, you can be, like, I, I left the house today. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, yeah, just purpose. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense to me because I have been thinking a lot about the need for purpose of that I, I feel like, you know, we all feel better when we have a thing that we must do. And I have been working for myself, too, about having those, like, smaller goals of, like, I put pants on today. Yeah. <laughs> what a glorious, beautiful world it is. Yeah. Yes, I have pants. Yeah. Just, like, I'm going to try to discuss politics in a respectful way while still getting my point across. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is the noblest version of putting pants on that yeah. we have. Yeah. The world yeah. needs you to That's wear pants. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for doing it. Those are great answers and you're great guests. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having thank us. You. This was fun. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.